Let's uh, let me open with a word of prayer. Uh, Lord God, we are so grateful that you have set uh, this day apart, that we can come and worship you. And Lord, even in the midst of all that we face, uh, Lord, you are always open to hear our cry, uh, to be present to us, to stand in the midst of when two or three are gathered. So uh, come, Lord Jesus, and pour out your spirit this day so that we may know you uh, to be the true bread from heaven. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so uh, I did some, some thinking this week on the question that actually last week as well that, that the disciples asked Jesus. And the question in one of the translations says, Jesus, what must we do to work the works of God? And that's an important question. What must we do to fulfill uh, this belief that we have? What is the works of God? And so Jesus said to believe in the one he sent, which is Jesus. Well, belief is, is just kind of a, a, a undescribed word. If I said believe in Jesus, what does that look like? And so I just begin to pray about that and thinking about what do I believe in Jesus for? What areas of my life do I not believe in Jesus for? Where is Jesus Lord of my life, and where do I just kind of place him there and just kind of ask him every now and then, am I doing okay, Lord? Um, so what is belief? Um, years ago, the, the first definition, well, let me just say this. Belief is faith. In the English language, we don't translate on, on belief as an action, we call, you know, or faith as an action. We say belief. So really, you could say um, Jesus' answer was to have faith in the one he sent. So faith is an action, and it's not just a mental ascent. Um, so years ago, the first time I really got a sense of what faith was, um, was in this little retreat up around trying to you know, make family happen as best as you can. And so we all have one. And then the second talk was that grace is the Christian ideal. All right, you understand what I'm saying? So if grace is a Christian ideal, which is God's love for us no matter what we do, then everything we do and motivated for um, is based upon grace. The third talk was on faith, and faith was simply saying yes to grace. So faith, action is saying yes to that Christian ideal, which is grace. All right? Now, I can't tell by your mouths whether you just totally don't understand what I'm saying. Your eyes, give me some eyes that you really understand. So faith is saying yes to the Christian ideal, which is grace, which means God's love for us. Do we put, do when we say we believe in Jesus, do we believe that God's love for us is unearned, undeserved, unconditional um, in every circumstances? So that's my first. So first question I ask is, do I believe that I stand in the love of God and that he's present to me? And no matter what, no matter what mistakes I've made, no matter how uh, good I am one day or bad I am the other day, do I believe that? Um, so the second thing I did was I went back and I made notes on pretty much all the talks, but these last eight community voices really touched me. And so I just went back and I listened to um, just the part of it till I remembered 
you know, one word or one phrase from all of our community voices. And what I want to say to you, do we believe when we say, yes, or we believe in you, that we believe for the things that these eight voices said? And I'm going to remind you of them. Number one um, was eight weeks ago. That was my wife, Ruth. And she said a lot of things, but the very end of that text was given a testimony about her mother's death. And she, what she said was, I believe in the unseen reality of eternity. And she gave a testimony about that. Do we believe that? If we say, I believe in the works of God, and I believe in Jesus as the work of God, do we believe him for eternity, not just for ourselves, but for others as well? Um, others who might have unearned and undeserved grace. I had a conversation with a young person the other day that's kind of entering into my family's life, and, and I was talking about they came in through my, my son. Um, they're friends with my son. And I was just, just trying to find a way to have a conversation with him. And I said, my son um, is a very kind person. And, um, and this person said, his kindness goes beyond even those who deserve it. <laughs> and I said, uh, none of us deserve it. <laughs> um, and we had a great little back and forth. Do we believe that? Do we believe that the unseen reality of eternity is for all those who believe in Jesus, whether they earned it or not. Amen? Second thing, um, Ryan Robinson, our missionary, um, caught me off guard with his talk because Ryan says, you know, I've always wanted to do big things for God. He had all these big plans, and what he has realized in these years in the mission field that it's the little things, one little thing after the next, that, that builds the kingdom of God. Do we believe, and he challenged us, do we believe God, for our lives, that the little things we do have a huge purpose in the kingdom of God. How insignificant they might seem. Do we believe that? Next talk was Gabe, um, one of our regular community voices. But Gabe, if you, when I say it, if you, those of you heard or remember, Gabe said, I just have one little phrase today. Jesus restores. Do we believe that? When we say, yes, Lord, I believe you, do we believe he restores our, our imaginations? He gave the story about his house, how he just really hated his house. And all of a sudden, God restored that by telling him all, the, reminding him of all the beautiful things that happened in that home. That was great for me because my home, at times, I really hate my house. <laughs> but does he restore our imaginations, our memories, our relationship? When we say we believe in Jesus, do we believe that he restores? Um, Terry Wilson, um, area director for Young Life, just a passion for Jesus. Do we believe him for all of our passions? Um, the power of the gospel to, to change lives, even teenagers' lives. Do we believe that when we say I believe in Jesus? Dan Thompson, 4th of July weekend, I was away, but Dan and I have been talking about his message, and, and what I heard him say was, there are times when we have to speak a word that the Lord has given us, and nobody listens, and nobody seems to care. Do we believe that God wants us to speak, even when someone might not listen? Do we believe that if he gives us a word that's changed our life, that word might need to be proclaimed, even though it might not seem... Uh, to be heard. Um, then Susan spoke. Um, and Susan spoke about the Holy Spirit's desire to bring unity and 
God's presence when we read the word and when we gather together. Do we believe that when we gather together today that God is present with us here, fully present, not only to bring power to our own lives, but unity in the midst of a a lot of difficulty? Pretty good. That's, that's, that's seven. I got two. Uh, that was six. I got two more. Taylor Issue uh, spoke on our baptism Sunday. And I will change a little bit from what I said this morning. There's that word that we do at a, after a baptism. We take oil. We say you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism. And you are marked as Christ's own forever. Do we believe that for our children, parents, in the midst right now? Do you believe that the foundation you lay in Christ will never go away. No matter what they build on it, that foundation is always laid. You are sealed and marked as Christ's own forever. They might part, but guys, the foundation is always there. I can bear witness in my own life. When I fell from my own activities and fell, if you will, from grace, I landed on a foundation which was Christ. Do you believe that, parents? Lay it if you do. And then last week, Laurie Johnson spoke about her being raised in the mission field. And do we believe that God has a witness in you for the world? That was the one word I got from other things she said. But do you believe that? You believe that your life is a witness for the people in your life, your families, your community, your workplace. So I just offer that. That's, for me, one of the ways to look at this. Uh, the second thing I want to do is look at the scriptures. And um, earlier on in, in, in my preparation, um, I was going to use the people of Israel as an example of not believing. I mean, these are grumbling, you know, people. And then I was going to use the Ephesian passage as a great example of believing. But this week I started, the Lord just, he really convicted me of this, that I get the people of Israel. 40 years in the wilderness. And the reason that I get them is they weren't just trying to take care of themselves. It's one thing if Robert or if you're a single person or if your children are grown or, and you have to, or you not, don't own a business. And all you have to do is navigate life for yourself. That's hard enough as it is. But can you imagine uh, if you were journeying this 40 years and you had an aging parent with you? You had a, a, a pregnant wife or you were pregnant, and you had a child, and you had other children there. Um, can you imagine how hard it would be? I, I get there. Do y'all get there grumbling? I mean, having to live day by day when you really want to have confidence that you could provide for those around you for the next week or two weeks. This past week, I talked to one of our business owners, and their business is hurting right now. And they're trying to care not only for their own lives, but their, their employees' lives as well. And they basically said, why aren't we having more vaccinated people? Um, what do you, when you got to care for others, um, I get the grumbling. You know, Want to look to the leaders. What did the, the people do? They cried out to Moses and Aaron. I get it. Um, if you're angry about this situation, I want to invite you Cry out to me. Get angry and let's pray through this and let's figure out what God is calling us to do. Amen. Don't do it to your neighbor. You know, come to me and let's, let's deal with this together. So I think the daily focus of the people of Israel is one way that we are called to 
face whatever we're facing right now, if it's for others. Let's do what we can do today. Let's believe in the Lord um, for this time that he'll provide for us um, on a daily basis. Amen? All right. So um, I'm going to wrap it up with two more things um, from Ephesians. Um, And then the second thing is going to be in your bulletin. But in the Ephesians passage, as I read through all of this and I went towards the very end, um, verses 15. Let me just read the last three verses. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So this is my question. Do we believe that the body of Christ, um, every person in the body of Christ has a purpose and a plan, and when we all do our work properly, that we can make the difference that this world needs? Do we believe that? Do we believe that the church was God's ordained, when I say the church, I mean the body of Christ, ordained plan for addressing everything that the world has to face. Do we believe that? Um, Seems like what Paul is saying, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is ahead into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Do we believe that? You believe that you are part of the body and that your work has something to offer to that. All right? I want to close with this. Open up your programs and look on the last page, not the back, but the front of the back page. And you see what's there? It's the seven I am statements. Everybody see that? So... The one today from John's gospel, I am the bread of life, is the first of the seven I am statements um, that John lists, all right? What I want to invite you to do, um, if you're a daily prayer person, then I want you to take one of these every day, and I want you to read that scripture that I gave you for I am the bread of life, and I want you to pray, and then you say, Lord, what is it about this that I need to believe or that I'm not believing, that I am believing, and that you want to strengthen in me. And if you're a daily prayer, day two, do the second one. Day three, if you're a weekly prayer or if you pray every other day, just whenever you get time to do that, pick one of those and pray through that um, all the way through. I am the vine, I'm the resurrection, I'm the door of the sheep, um, I'm the resurrection, the life, says the Lord. And see if the Lord can't begin to build in you this full faith that allows us to be people of belief and do the works that God has set us to do. Amen? Amen.